I want to share with you a biblical lesson that changed my life when I when I received it. Uh, Genesis, and I promise you, you've never heard what I'm about to share with you the way that I'm about to share with you. I can promise you that. Even if you're not uh, a, a Christian, as it were, you know, you still want to listen to this because this really changed my life when I thought about this. Uh, because I'm not talking about religion anyway. I'm talking about a presence that's not an absence. <laughs> yeah, and that presence is, is within all of us. I want you to recognize that. All right. Um, I am going to do something a little different. I'm going to read out of the Bible because I really want to give clear context to what I want to share here. Genesis chapter 2, verse 4 through 10. You can read it on your own time. Uh, I'm going to read it now. But this is what I want to ask you as I'm reading it. I want to see if you can identify two things. One, what is the problem? Two, how did God solve it? This is the very first problem that we ever see recorded in scripture. And this gives us a prototype for one, how God deals with problems. Secondly, when there is a problem and how there comes about a solution, how it relates to us. Because I believe that how God brings about the solution is instructive for us and how we are meant to... Uh, behave in life, work in life. What I'm about to tell you changed my life as far as how I understood wealth and how I understood work and the nature of work and how to work and what work really means. Genesis chapter four, verse number, chapter two, verse number four. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created and the day that the Lord God had made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God caused, had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. I'm getting excited. Let me calm down. And became a living soul. Man became a living soul. And the Lord God, three more verses, follow with me, planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Actually, two more verses. All right, perfect. That's where I want to stop. I don't want to go further because I don't want to touch people's theology. I don't want to get into all that. What I want to tell you is how this relates to your life today very practically. And again, how this changed the trajectory of my life when I understood this and received it in my spirit like two years ago. First of all, what was the problem? Did y'all spot it? Did you spot the problem? It happened in chapter five, verse five. It says that for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. There was the problem. There was no man to till the ground. So the solution was what? God formed man of the dust of the ground. Many times we start, particularly in Christian communities, we start with the problem being man was all alone. I want to go before that. Why did man come? What was the impetus for man? It, what was the impetus for man? And this didn't come to me until I really searched. Why did man come in the beginning? You know, oh, to be in relationship with God. Well, God was in relationship with himself, so we don't have to go there. So God saw a problem. But really what God saw was an opportunity. Man came to solve a problem. Write that down. You came to solve a problem. You were born to solve a problem. You were sent to solve a problem. You want to up your cash flow? You look for problems. You look for problems. I show people how to do that, by the way. I show people how to do that. Um, the Lord God formed man in the dust of the ground. Okay, this is where I want to go to. 
He formed man in the dust of the ground. Doesn't say where he formed him. Doesn't say where he formed him. Don't want to get into that. Theologians can take that offline if you'd like to. This is the point. Where he formed him wasn't where he ended up. <laughs> this is this is where I got to calm down because I get excited about this. And somebody's going to, their whole life is going to change just from what I'm about to give you over the next 11 minutes. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Adam didn't even have to plant the garden. God planted the garden. And he had formed him in one place and then placed him there in the garden. In the garden. I want to stop there really quickly. I don't want to talk about where you were formed. Because maybe you were formed on, on in Chicago. Maybe you were formed in West Baltimore where I grew up. Maybe, maybe, maybe you were formed uh, down here near uh, the Lower East Side, not far down where I'm pointing. I live in New York City now. Maybe maybe, maybe you were formed in Crenshaw. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you were formed in, in the backwoods of uh, uh, South Carolina or some other place in the bayou. Or you're listening to me somewhere around the world and you're, and you're talking and you're, you're saying, Daryl, you don't understand where I was born. I'm not talking about where you were formed. I'm talking about where you were meant to be placed. We were all, I, let me tell you something, my spiritual father put me onto this knowledge. There's a life you were born to, and then there was a life that you were born to live. I don't want to talk about where you were formed. I want to talk about where you meant to be placed. And check this out. Mm, this blessed my heart. Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that's pleasant to the sight. God made the trees to grow. God created man to solve a problem and then he put man in the place of abundance. Let me make it practical for you. What happened? How do we get to the place of toil and sweat and I gotta work hard, twice as hard to get half as far. We say those things. How did we get there? What does it mean to be in the garden? And this is what I want to ask you. Have you ever considered, like I received in my spirit two years ago, and I considered three years ago, so I want you to consider this, consider this, consider this, because I don't want you to consider the things of old. Have you considered that there's a garden that God wants to place you in, a garden of abundance? Ooh. A garden where every good and perfect tree that's grown up in your life, because I want to make it practical, as you're saying, there are what trees? I'm not talking about trees and gardens and plants and bushes and shrubs. I'm talking about talents and gifts and what do you treasure that God put on the inside of you? You were born rich. You might be short on cash right now. You were born rich with potential and purpose and talent. Every person that ever got material money got it because it was something unseen. What was unseen was what was what made them rich. That's what you were born with. Have you cultivated it? The Lord God made it to grow. Have you recognized it? I show people how to take their gifts, how to take their talents, how to take what they're good at. I meet people who are 30, 40, 50. I've talked to people who are 70 years old. They still can't tell me what they're great at. I show them where they attend, where they can be attended. I push them to get there. 
yeah, help people become high performers based on the gifts and talents that God has given them. And this is what I have learned. This is what I've learned. I don't ever have to mention God. I don't get in religion. I don't get into theology. I don't touch none of that. I show people where you are genetically encoded. What do you do that nobody else can do just quite as well? Some people have it to a different level of skill or degree because they've, 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 they've skilled that thing out and there's been training and there's been mentorship. But this is the point I'm trying to get to. There's a garden. Have you considered it? Write that down. That could change your life right there. Just to ask yourself if there's a garden. Don't dismiss it. Don't dismiss it. Don't say that's not for me. Don't say that there was the curse of the law and all this other stuff. I don't want to touch that because then that gets into your self-limiting beliefs. I want to just tell you what the word shows you. And that is there was a garden of full abundance. There was a garden of full abundance. And I, I got to I gotta say this. If you want to know where your garden is, you want to know where your garden is, stop looking outward. Stop looking at everybody else and what they had and what they did and what they, there's, there's something on the inside of you that's great that the Lord God had made to grow in your life. Maybe it grew through adversity. <laughs> See, I don't even want to touch that. Maybe it grew in a hard place. Seeds grow in dark places. Maybe it grew in a muddy place. Maybe it grew in a place that you're ashamed of. I don't, I didn't talk about how it was made to grow. In the process, I mean, of how it was made to grow. All I'm here to tell you is there's something in your life that was made to grow. And there's a lot of things. And when you come to recognize that, that's when your life changes. This is where I want to end. What was the difference between what, what Adam did before and what he did afterwards? I think it was before Adam understood that work meant divine creativity. We were always meant to work. But we were meant to tend not to toil. I'll get into that some later. When I received that, that changed my life. I'm not talking about labor-intensive versus non-labor-intensive jobs. No, we, 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 we thank God for people who have certain jobs that are, that are labor-intensive. And it, it takes with it that to, in order to achieve the purpose. What we're talking about is the fact that all great things that really move the world happen, not just from physical exertion, but it happened when divine creativity when inspired thought came behind it. That's what I think was lost. That's some of what was lost when Adam was expelled from the garden. Now, this is the good news. You don't have to be expelled from the garden. In fact, in fact, in fact, God wants to bring you to the garden. That's why you're listening to me now. That's why I came into this heightened level of understanding. I, I was tasked with teaching the people. That's what my mission is, to teach people that there's a garden so you can give more, so you can have more time to be blessed, to be prosperous. I was at a cookout yesterday and I was, there was some folks that I know from the church community and I was talking to a couple and I pulled them aside and said, do you know about the garden? I didn't mean to. It just flows out of me. It's kind of like Jeremiah who said, it's like fires shut up in my bones. I get excited because I understand that there's so much more when you understand the garden. This is the, this is, this is, this is, this is another piece of it. It says that in the garden, I, I don't even want to touch that. It was every tree that was, that was good, pleasant for the touch and fruit and everything that I would have wanted. And he'd satisfy and fill my life with good things. And I don't want to even touch that, but I want to talk about the fact that there was a mist that just came up out of the garden. You knew, you knew, because I want to tell you something else about work. You knew that when it says that the mist came out from the garden, that we're talking about a passive income. Oh, that's really what it was symbolic of today. That there is a, there is a mist. I show people how to do that. There's a way to set your life up, even at a small amount, where you can start setting money aside to put in assets that's going to make money for you, where there's a mist. You know, there's a garden that there's a mist that just come up. It should just come up. Now, this is 
is what I want to say so I get off and you don't think I just made this up. Daryl, what do you mean Adam's work was created before and in his labor absence? That doesn't really make sense. Well, let me tell you how we knew that Adam's work was different before. What was the task that God gave him? Because we say tend the garden. Okay, what does that mean? Let's go practical. Let's go deeper. Name the animals. That was work. Now, that clearly ain't labor-intensive work. That's work. That's thought work. That's creative work. That's in it's intense, but it's a different type of work. You, you, you see what I'm trying? You see what I'm trying to get you at? So it wasn't that Adam was made to be a couch potato to watch Netflix. Adam was made to tend. Adam was made to be creative. Adam was made to spend that time doing. But Adam's work, there was a different type of work. That's how I work. When I have a shortage of money, when I have a shortage of money, y'all, I don't look without like a lot of y'all do. I look within. I look for the trees. I'm looking for a thought. I get quiet. I shut up in my house. I do. I will shut up in my house for two days before I will go and just throw something out and ask some, uh, look for another opportunity or look for something out there. I will shut myself in my home to try to come up with a different thought. I think that was part of what was lost through the fall. You had to know that, that Adam would toil in the ground, had to look up at some point and say, they, 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 I knew something before that I'm, I'm not knowing now. Because how do you go from a mist growing, out of, coming out of the ground, I don't want to touch that. I don't want to touch that. I don't want to touch that. But we've all been there for a second. We've all been there. I show people, and this is this is where I'll end. I show people how to take you trade time for money. That's fine. People, I don't talk down on that. People give it that. You got a job. Well, most people had a job. Unless you were born into that level of wealth. Okay. But the question is, what are you doing with it? How much are you putting aside to build? Last thing I promise you, this is how I know. That what you need is in another level of resources. You, initially, you need another level of thought. That's why you need to contact me. You need another level of enlightenment. How do I know? You want to know how many people I know that came across the two PPP loans that they were giving out? The government was giving out free $20,000 loans. All you had to do was show a little bit of hardship, show you had an EIN, and they were throwing it at them. And what did people do? They threw it at the hair salon. They threw it on some clothes. They threw it to the weed man. They threw it wherever it went. Two $20,000 checks invested right, you could be sitting on over six figures right now. Yeah, yeah. So that lets you know you don't need to touch more money right now. You need to touch more wisdom. I wish that I'd have a discerning heart so I could judge and govern your people, Lord. I don't need more money initially because you had more of that and you blew it. So you want to call me because I want to show you where your garden is. I want to show you how to get your strengths positioned where it's active income just flowing in. I want to show you how to get the miss, the miss, the miss, the passive income. And I want to show you how to see your purpose differently so you can think more creatively and you have more time, energy, and effort to give to the call.